Keeping up with the Joneses. Welcome to episode 205 of Keeping Up with the Joneses. AJ Jones, how the heck are you? I'm good. How are you? Could you put your phone down because it feels like you're playing a video game while trying to have a podcast? I'm looking at our notes. I, you know what? I repent. You I should apologize. repent. <laughs> why? Why might I be suspicious that you're playing a video game? Listen, you are more addicted to that video game than I am. And whose fault might that be? Well, it might be mine because I introduced you to it. Yes, the game is called Bricks and Balls. You like aim a laser and then it shoots all these balls and you just watch it and you just see how many you get to destroy at once. I'm pretty sure it's a spyware app from a foreign national country embedded in, in a really bad app. It's a terrible app from 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 any any angle. It is terrible, but it's highly addictive. So you mean you think it's like programming us for something? I don't know. It's probably oh, listening to our conversations and sending it to Facebook and Google and China. <laughs> I don't know what it's doing. But you know what? I'm going to keep awesome. playing because it it's awesome. For those of you who are brave enough, I'll put a link in the show notes for it. But anyway, this week we're continuing our Back to the Basics series. Yes, we are. Our Back to the Basics series is AJ and I sat down and distilled what we think are the 10 most important things for the Christian life and we've put them into series. And this episode is all about the Father Heart of God. But before we get to that, let's talk about our week. Okay. You taught, didn't you, on year two? I did. I got to teach on brain science. So what's that about? Uh, I get to wear a white lab coat. Actually, I have a white lab coat, and you I've do. never worn it. I should totally wear it. It's, it's actually a- kind of creepy. <laughs> The one time I get to pretend I'm a doctor, right? I get to use words like your basal ganglia, anterior cingulate gyrus, prefrontal cortex, limbic system, and temporal lobes. Wow, I know. I'm so turned on right now. <laughs> wait, wait you well, see at my least my coat. brain is. <laughs> yeah. No, we're talking all about how God made the brain, how our brain works with our relationships and our emotions, and I love all that stuff. I, I, I yeah, really love it. Yeah, it's super interesting, isn't mm-hmm. it? And there's a ton of great videos. If you would like to watch the videos that I use while teaching, not the videos of me teaching, if you go to ellenandaj.com slash brain, you can watch some of the videos I include in my teaching. But anyway, that was a lot of fun. And then I, I got to be with second years all this week. I got to teach on historical and literary context in our Bible study, which sounds dry and, and dull, but is fascinating. And I love it. I love all these things. It's really whenever, fun, isn't it? Yeah, whenever one. you infuse the Holy Spirit into topics they suddenly become interesting i totally agree i think normally i teach the historical and the literary context or i have the last maybe two years or something well i was happy to do it this time i'm sure you did an excellent job thank you baby yes we also have friends that have come to stay they arrived on tuesday wait the way you said that sounds like we we also have friends this week <laughs> we do flash. i promise you we have friends <laughs> no we have friends that came to stay yes our dear friends gary and sarah morgan all the way from melbourne australia landed on tuesday and god bless them basically they've been looking after us they really have yeah they, they have two little ones and basically arrived into one of the busiest weeks that we have this year and so they've been like making all the food, managing all the kids, doing the shopping. laundry, cleaning the house. Totally I'm just tough. like, oh, I feel horrible that you're doing all this. We are terrible hosts, but wonderful family. So yes. we appreciate them greatly. I don't think we would have got through this week without their help, but lovely to have Very them. Very true. Yeah. Um, Wednesday, we got to have a birthday party for our little boy who is now six. Are you kidding me? I can't even believe it. Yeah, he turned six on Thursday, but because we were going to be in a training course all day Thursday, mm-hmm. we had his birthday party on wednesday at a jumping place so he was well and truly ready for bed by the time he got home so happy yeah it was really sweet a little boy in his class bought him a nashville predators hat 
for those of you like me who don't know who or what the Nashville Predators are, I think it's our NFL. Nope. NHL? Na- mm-hmm, are they yes. hockey? Predators NHL, are, yes. Yeah, so it's like <laughs> ice hockey team. Yes. MJ's not in the least bit athletic or, or sportsy, but because it was his friend who gave him his hat, he has not taken that hat off the whole time. Seriously, he's had it on every single day. So we probably need to take him to a game. You know what? He would love that. I'd actually really love it. I, I quite like hockey. Well, at least I understand it. I understand it much better than football. And football, I'm like, what's a first down, a second? I don't know. But hockey makes sense to me. Basically, it's just a puck. They put it around the ice and then they punch each other. It's perfect. <laughs> All right. Stay tuned for MJ's first um, ice hockey fight. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Thursday, we started a training course. Well, we continued a training course that right. we've been doing. We have a wonderful organization here in Nashville called Sage Hill. They do a bunch of amazing work. They're a group of doctors and uh, counselors and therapists, and they have a, a number of different outreaches to our community. They have the Center for Professional Excellence, which is an addiction rehab treatment center. They have sexual counseling. They run different group therapies. They, they also run this incredible training program that we're doing. It's a year-long training program, four weekends a year. And this is the second weekend of us being there. There's a bunch of our leaders from our church who are going through it. And it's half lectures with just amazing content and then half experiential group work where you're processing everything you're learning in the lectures and a bunch of other homework that you have to do in real time in a co-ed group with leaders leading you through it. Is that a good way of describing it? Yeah, that's a great way of describing it. I thought it was interesting that this week their, you know, one of their main lectures was on brain science, which is what you had just taught. Yeah. So that was quite fun to just see the same information. It's like, yes, that's that's what we're familiar with. That's amazing, you know. I really enjoyed the reading that they gave us to do as well. We're, yeah. You know, they give us in between the, the weekend sessions we have a bunch of homework to do and a bunch of books to read and I think this I think the emotional fatigue you endure on a weekend like that is probably how our students feel so it's nice to have a bit of our own medicine probably is actually yeah did you enjoy it what's been your perspective it's interesting i think my realization this week was that you know i'm i'm not really sharing stories or i mean i've shared a lot of trauma with people in the past because of what we do you know for a living um but you don't normally get feedback like on people's response to your trauma. And so it is really interesting when you tell a story that, I mean, I know this story. Yes, this is a traumatic story, but I'm pretty far removed from it at this point. Right. You know, to have people have this visceral response and be like, I feel really angry on your behalf, you know, and I feel really angry that this was done to you. It makes you think, oh, yeah, actually, that really wasn't okay, you know, because I'm so, you know, it was when I was little. So you're not really in touch with the pain of it anymore. And you've worked through a bunch of the stuff right, over right. the years. But I don't, you know, when you preach, people don't come up to you afterwards and go, I'm really mad at your mom or I'm really mad at so-and-so, you know. Right. So it's, it's there's something that's weirdly um, validating, I guess, mm-hmm. about, yeah, this was a real thing that was painful that did need to be worked through. And it... It makes it feel like, oh, it's. I'm glad that I worked that thing through. Like, I'm glad that it didn't get to eat my lunch. I think the thing I love most, it's a lot of hard work. Is, you know, stay engaged, staying in the room, be, yep. you know, processing, not quitting. Like, it is, you, you leave with an emotional hangover. But what's nice about it, as people carers, it's nice to be cared for. 
it's nice to be on the other side. Like, we're not responsible for anybody in the room. We're not responsible for how the meeting is going. We're not responsible for this, that, and the next thing. We can just sit and receive and do work on us without trying to manage or help other people. Right. Yeah, it is nice to do that. Good to have the soil of our garden be weeded and tended to. Yes. And lots of stuff to process. Yes. Even though the material is very similar to the stuff that we move in, coming at it from a different angle is beautiful. So, yeah, two thumbs up. Love that. But a very expensive weekend emotionally. Good heavens, yes. But you had a little surprise waiting for you. (gasps) When I we got home, did. what was waiting for you? Oh my gosh, it's not a little surprise. It's a huge surprise. It makes it sound like I'm talking about a puppy. Yeah, we didn't Who get a puppy. Got a puppy. We got a kitty. No, no animals. Um, I got given for my birthday a brand new Jura coffee machine. Now, I'm not a coffee person, but I do like really well-made, well-designed, intelligent systems. Yes. And as far as coffee makers go, the Jura, this is the a Swiss-made espresso boss. machine. It is a boss. I remember the first time I had coffee from a Jura, it was at Baldur's house in Iceland. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't believe that I was having coffee this good, not at some posh coffee store. And he would just press a button and it would create it. And I was like, there's just no way. It doesn't. It can't be possible. Um. So, yes, I... I have been looking at them and just sort of like, oh, one day, one day, Jesus, I'd like a Jura. In fact, a friend of mine and I were in a kitchen store probably a month and a half ago testing the Juras because they were giving out like little testers of them. And we were both like, Jesus, we want a Jura. You know, so I got to celebrate with her this morning at church because she was like, I'm so excited for you. So got a Jura. you've been pretty much finding excuses to have a coffee. I think I've had six today, so You're I like, should wait, probably... A bird just flew past the window. Time for coffee. <laughs> Time for coffee. Wait, the kids just said my name. You know what that means? Time for coffee. Yeah, it. I mean, it does everything. And the milk, there's like a milk container on the side that is refrigerated. That it, So it pulls in its own milk. It froths it. It does everything. It's like fully automated. The thing is a beast. It's amazing. And the coffee is so smooth. It's like, I don't need to go to creme anymore. I'm good. Well, I'm very, very happy for you. Thank you. And I quite like having a caffeinated wife, an over-caffeinated wife. Is there such a thing as caffeine like crash? You know how like I get sugar crashes? Well, I don't think we're going to find out anytime soon. <laughs> You're just Sorry. Getting, like yeah. ramped up. A little bit. Very good. Yeah. All right, our main topic for this week yes. is all about the Father Heart of God. Yay! And this is a funny topic because a lot of people, it's a bit like what we've been talking about this weekend, in that a lot of people don't think they need the revelation of the Father's love because they already know it. Well, they sort of do that, you know, yes, God loves me, duh. I'm good. Yeah. Next. Yeah. And it's like, no, we're not talking about a head knowledge that God loves you. Though I would, I would wager that many Christians don't even have a head knowledge of the love of God. True, yes, I would wager that too. They have like an intellectual passing nod at, yes, it is a, a tenet of my faith that God loves me, and maybe they can find some verses to throw at that. But this revelation of God loving us as a father, no exaggeration to say that it completely changed our lives? Yes, well, yes. What do you mean, yes, well, yes? I mean... Did the revelation completely change my life? Yes. I believe I wouldn't actually be here without that revelation. So that would be a yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. 
Completely. So tell me about the Father Heart of God. Well, so, you know, the message of the Father Heart of God is that you have a loving Father in heaven who who actually does love you. Like, he doesn't love you because he has to love you. He didn't have a choice. But he actually chose you, and he continues to choose you even when you don't choose him back. You know, so... um. I think for me, when I got saved, I knew that Jesus loved me, but because I had so many issues with my own dad, because of all the different experiences that I had with him from uh, violence to withdrawal to when he killed himself to four good years that I had with him before he killed himself, I was so confused in my heart about the role of a father that actually even just calling God a father felt really unsafe for me. Right. And so um, for me, I arrived at the Toronto airport vineyard Christian fellowship at the time. Right. And that was the main message that was coming out of that church. Even before the revival started was this message of the father heart of God. And honestly, I, I hated the message, you know, I was good with Jesus and uh, you know, Jesus loved kids and parties and, you know, did miracles and things like that. And it seemed to me that the father was distant and angry and just waiting for me to make a mistake. And, um, I probably wouldn't have put things necessarily in those terms if you'd asked me. Um, but I lived like God really didn't love me. Right. If, if you were being surveyed and you were saying, Hey, what's God like? You would probably default to an old Testament view of God. Right. He's he's really good if you're on his good side, but really bad if you're on his bad side. Right. But thank goodness for Jesus, because he's standing in the way between Father God who wants to smite me. Jesus is like the and... nice social worker that keeps the bad, abusive, volatile, <laughs> angry of. person away. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I didn't really realize that's how I lived, but here I am going to this church where they're nonstop talking about the Father heart of God, and all of a sudden I am faced with the issue of either they are right or I am right, you know. Because they're exceptionally excited about this revelation. Exceptionally excited. It seems mundane to you at this point. Like, I know that God loves me. Can we get right. over that? Move on, right. people. Yes. Move on. <laughs> He's a father, and yes, he loves me. Got it. Right. You know? But of course, I didn't have it at all. Nope. And I certainly didn't live like I was loved. Uh, so... Yeah, I, you know, I spent like a year and a half hearing it every Sunday and just about ready to, you know, I don't know, punch somebody at church or something, you know. That's a good sign you don't have a revelation yeah. of Father's love. <laughs> yeah. That when, your reaction to the message is violence. Yeah. When your reaction to the message is like, oh gosh, not this again, you know, it probably means you actually need to hear it. Right. Um. Well, that's a good question. Let me stop you there. You okay. said, you know, I, I didn't live like it was true. What are some indicators... You know, for people who are listening, who might have heard us talk about the Father Heart of God, what would be some indicators that you have a a revelation, no matter how shallow or how deep, of the Father's love? And what does your life look like when you don't? Well, I'll tell you, for me, uh, when I didn't, I was constantly worried about whether I would be provided for. Uh, You mean in the natural? In the natural. I was just like, you know, every bill that came in ensued panic. Um. I believed, like, I I was super insecure. I was um, always worried about what people might be thinking about me and what I needed to do to earn affection. Now, I, again, I don't think 
I was as aware of that until I stopped living like that. And then I was like, oh my gosh. For you, it was a norm. It was my norm. Yeah, it was totally my norm. And it was like, you know, it was all cloaked under good Christian principles and things, you know, go and serve people and performance. Yeah, it was all performance. Dressed up as religious observance. Right. What about your relationship with God? What what was that like? Like your prayer life, your worship? Well, honestly, I didn't really talk to God a whole lot. Uh, because you know, he's angry and And so, and he's so busy and he has people with bigger problems than I do. And so I should just suck it up and get on with the work of the gospel and spreading the good news. You know, I didn't know it was good news. Right. You've read that verse about picking up your cross and carrying it. So let's not be complaining about it. (laughs) That's right. So, uh, I would say I I live like a hamster on a wheel in many ways. What about your expectations of God's good in your life? Well, you know. Uh, that eventually I would get to die and go to heaven. You know, that was it. Yeah, I mean, I really, I d- didn't have the ability to hope or dream. Um, that was all too scary. I didn't really want to have high expectations because then they would be dashed onto the rocks again. You know, so which, by the way, some people think is Christian discipline, which is terrifying. That's the father disciplining you with his love, right? Where your hopes, where your hopes, where your hopes. There you go. Your hopes are smashed. He's disciplined you. So what changed for you? It all was one fateful Sunday. I actually came to church that Sunday and, and I literally came thinking, I hope it's something other than the Father Heart of God, you know, because it had been like a year and a half every Sunday. And there was a guest speaker and uh, he said he was going to be speaking on healing, which I thought, oh, this is good. And he said, and I'm going to start in Leviticus. And I was like, excellent. There's no way this ends up at the Father Heart of God. So I was in, you know, it's all in. Yeah. I was excited. And somehow this guy still managed to bring it around to God's fathering heart towards us and how much he loves us. <laughs> and I was so annoyed. You're like, psych. Yeah. I'm like, what? what? Are you are you joking? And so at the end, I don't remember what he asked people to stand up for. I probably would have stood up for anything. But I was really standing up just saying, Father, I need help. Like, I feel so aggravated every time they talk about how loving you are. And surely this isn't the best response. It only took me a year and a half to get there, by the way. Wow. Yeah, I know, right? I am such a quick learner. And uh, so I remember, I don't know what he prayed, but I remember what I prayed. And I just was like, Father... Would you show me what everybody's so excited about? Because clearly I'm missing whatever this is. So you humbled yourself. Yeah. You just said, I don't know what they have, but I'm aware that I don't have it or why I would want it. But could you please help me understand it? Yeah. And then that night I had a dream. And at the very end of the dream, I'm sitting in the father's lap in this dream and I'm laughing and he's laughing And I woke up in my bedroom and I could hear God audibly laughing in my room for about 10 seconds. Oh. And I remember sort of inhaling air, you know, really quickly and going, you're real. Now, you knew God was real. So what was the you're real about? Like, I mean, the presence, his presence in the room was so strong and so tangible. I knew God was real. I just didn't know he was happy and friendly and, you know, cause he's laughing, you right. know, and I would, there was so much like a tangible presence of joy in the room. You're having a revelation of his nature. Yeah. The kindest person you'll ever meet. Yeah. And then the, the verse that went through my head was, uh, John 14 verse six, I'm the way, the truth and the life. No man comes to the father, but through me. And, 
I had this realization that, you know, for Jesus to be the way, there must be a destination. And I was thinking, oh gosh, he's the way to what? He's the way to who, you know? And he's a way to the Father, but I had gotten stuck along the way. You know, I was I was kind of at the place in my walk where I was good and I was comfortable with Jesus, and I believed Jesus is safe, and he is. Um, but because fathers had been a scary thing for me, either because they're aggressive or they're angry or they leave or whatever, I'd never even tried to have an active relationship with the father. And so that moment of laughter and that dream set a new course for me. And over the next couple of years, the Lord would download a verse to me and we would spend days on it, like one single verse until my heart kind of caught it. And then it was like, he'd show me a new one. And it was, it was this season of a couple of years of him unraveling kind of the grave clothes of my heart uh, and, and diving into how wonderful a father he is. I think that's beautiful, babe, because one of the greatest gifts you've given me, and aside from three beautiful children, is you were my teacher on the Father Heart Week. I in Toronto, like yeah. I came and I'd heard the revelation of the Father's love from uh, Jack uh, Frost and from James Jordan in Britain, but it didn't impact me till I heard you share it. Wow. When when you taught me about it. And my story's a little different because I didn't have a father like you. I had a father who loved me. Uh, not to say that your father didn't love you. but Right. He did the best he could with what he had. It probably just hard didn't for have you much. to decode that message. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But my father's love was shown in him working really, really hard and providing for us. And I really didn't have any interaction with my father growing up. He wasn't emotionally present, like, say, Father God is. Right. So my my understanding of a father loving you is, well, he provides for you. And, of course, is interested in your well-being as far as, you know, academics and, right. you know, your physical health. And But he's not interested in your interests because, let's face facts, interests are frivolous and there's work to be done. There's loss to be saved. And right. Yeah. Let, let's just go. Get on with it. So I had a good question mark view of a father. Now, now what I know, I had a terrible, I had a very, very shallow Well, you had a functional father, didn't you? I had a functional... Father God. <laughs> functional Father God who was available to be called on in an emergency. But, but it better be an emergency. <laughs> yeah. He's, he's probably, you know, he's got a world to save and I've already been given Jesus. It's like I've been given a textbook. Just read it and all the answers are in there right. and you'll be good. Right. And I'm good because I've talked myself out of having any needs. So I'm, I'm great. Oh, are good. you kidding me? Yeah. yeah. So I'm just plowing through and then I'm hearing this revelation of... Wait, no, 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 there's a God who from everlasting to everlasting has been looking for me and who loves me from everlasting to everlasting and has written my name on the palms of his hand and he's besotted with me and he's interested in me and he's actually pursuing me yeah. and he loves me and he's kind and he's gentle. And he gentle. sings over you. Yeah, and he, has, he undoes you. And yeah. it wasn't that the facts of all those things changed me, it was the experience of all those things. Yeah. So you listen to me talk on a podcast saying, yeah, God's loving and God's kind. I knew all that, but it was the experience of receiving that. Yeah. It makes me think of that First John 4, verse 16. And that verse says, for we have come to know and have believed the love which God has for mm. us. And it, it's an interesting verse because it highlights a few things. For one thing, the word love there is the word agape. It's the unconditional love of God. 
Um, so it's saying we have come to know and have believed the unconditional love of God. Um, and knowing and believing happen really in two different places. You know, the knowing is something that happens in our heads. And often we sort of collect theology in our heads long before we actually let it get to our hearts, don't we? we yeah. We have like, uh, you know, this this reservoir full of all the different verses that we can throw out that we know, but we know it in our heads. We don't actually believe it in our hearts. And if we don't believe it in our hearts, we don't live out of it as a truth. That's right. So you only actually know that you believe something in your heart is when you're living like it's true. It's not wrong to know that Paris is the capital of France. That's factually correct. Right. But it doesn't really have any bearing on your life. Like knowing that, it might help you in a pub quiz. Yeah. It's good, it's true or false. Yeah. Knowing that Paris is the capital of France and spending two years of your life living in Paris. Right. Are two completely different things. Yeah. In the Christian world, we confuse biblical fact with biblical knowledge. Yeah. I think Bill Johnson said it best, Bible study without Bible experience is pointless. Yeah. You know, it's leading it's us to someone and yeah. to something. That's interesting. I I like that analogy, babe, about Paris, because I think I remember uh, thinking about Paris before I ever went there. And I was like, oh, yeah, Eiffel Tower, the Seine, you know, like diff- you could mention different things. I think the Arc de Triomphe is there, you know, that kind of stuff. But I know I'm probably butchering all of the enunciations, but just work with I'm me. I'm on my best favorite. I didn't you, correct you, you at all. You're twitching over there. I see you twitching. <laughs> I um, charged. Um, but after going there, I know what it smells like to be there and what the air feels like to be How there. How the sun and, casts a shadow. Yeah. Like it's yeah. just totally, it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Um, once you've actually experienced it, you have a much better understanding. What do you do if you're listening to this? And you're like, I'm really glad that you have a revelation of the Father's love. How do I get a revelation of the Father's love? Like, where would you suggest people start accessing a revelation of the Father's love? That's, it's a funny question, isn't it? Well, for me, because I wrote a book to help people get there, you know, so... It's a slight problem with that. Our, our book is currently not in stock, but aside from the book... <laughs> aside from the book. Yeah. Once, yeah it's going to be back in stock soon. This is the worst timing for podcast episode ever. We'll get to that part in a second. Oh, but dear. Just like right now, could we pray for people right yeah, now to have a absolutely. revelation of Father's love? Are absolutely. there things that we'd encourage people to do? What I encourage you to do... I think I would encourage you to uh, soak, like to just spend some time in the Father's presence and invite him to come and uh, encounter you, to talk to you. Um, Alan, we did a an episode on soaking, didn't we? We must have done. We also wrote an article on soaking. Okay. I think it's alanandaj.com slash soaking. It's kind of like a how-to but yeah, you're right. I'm sure we did a podcast episode. Let me, let me look it up and see if I can find it. Maybe you can just put it in the notes at how, the end. How about that? Yeah. yeah. Put I'm it sure we have. I'll put a link to it in the show notes. I, I remember vaguely talking about it perhaps a number of years ago, but but we'll be able to tag that in. So I think the 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 best thing you could do is slow down and let God start to talk to you about stuff. Have a conversation. And if you've maybe had some significant wounds from from a father, an authority figure, and you're aware of maybe some fear with even trying to go there, um, I think probably the best thing is to just admit that. Like, just be like, 
Father, I want to know you, but I'm scared. I I really don't have a grid for what this looks like and, you know, how to even go there. Because the thing is, is Jesus came to restore us to the Father. Mm-hmm. That's why he came. That's what he loves to do. So, and Jesus says at the end of John 17 and verse 26, I think it is, that he says, Father, I have made you known and I will continue to make you known. And so that's Jesus's mission is to actually introduce you to the Father. Um, so you can have a conversation with Jesus and say, Jesus, I want to know the Father. I, would you introduce me to the Father? Um, and you can trust Jesus. You know that. Um, but you can put your hand in his and ask him to introduce you to the Father because the Father is waiting to lavish his love upon you and for you to actually be able to live out of the place of knowing you are his. It's just completely different. Should we pray? Yeah. Father, thank you that you are so wonderful and tender and you're kind and you're loving and you're patient. You're steadfast. You're faithful. You're for us. You're not against us. You sent Jesus to rescue us so that we could be with you. I thank you that you've longed for all eternity to be a father and to have sons and daughters. And I thank you that we get to be that. And Lord, if there's people listening who don't have a revelation of your love as a father. Lord, I thank you that it's your number one priority to do that for them. And I thank you that the Holy Spirit sent as a down payment of this glorious inheritance that we'll have when we get to be with you and see you face to face. The Holy Spirit is so good at revealing your fathering nature to us. And maybe a great place to start would be to forgive our earthly fathers for any way that they have marred an image of what a father is. Yeah, or misrepresented what the father's like. So maybe just do that. Just, you know, just repeat after me. Father, I repent for any judgments I made against my father for any way that my earthly father disappointed me or let me down or hurt me. And... I give my earthly father a free gift of forgiveness. And I ask that you would break any judgments I may have made in my heart that may be keeping your love away. And just it's even simple prayers like that are amazing at taking down walls that keep the love and the affection of the father. And, and Father, I ask just even as you gave AJ a dream, I ask that you begin to speak to us, those of us who are listening to this podcast right now, in, in amazing new ways that you would put people and resources and uh, opportunities in our heart to get to know you and understand you as our Heavenly Father in new ways. And in Jesus' name, we ask this. I thank you that Jesus came to reveal you. And so we know that he loves to answer prayers like this. Amen. Amen. Well, I hope that was helpful as we kind of kicked around the idea of this the father heart of god this is the part where we wrap up and this is the part where we should be organized enough to talk about picking a copy of aj's book called finding father which would be really really helpful in introducing you to the father heart of god it's a 12-week study guide but as you heard earlier it's out of stock we are working on getting more copies of it in and you should be able to order them in a couple of weeks but we haven't managed to do that this would also be a great time for us to talk about the video course that we're busy preparing for you all about the Father's Heart. But 
it's not finished either. So yes, we do love you, but no, we're not very organized this particular season of our life. So here's what you can do. You can today purchase a copy of Finding Father for your iPhone or your iPad or your Kindle. If you visit alanandaj.com slash Finding Father, all one word. And if you scroll to the bottom of a page, there's a link to both the um, iBookstore version of Finding Father and the Kindle version of Finding Father. And that will actually get you the material and the resources. It's exactly the same as the paperback copy, but it's electronic instead of paper. And if you want to be among one of the first people to know about the Finding Father video course and when it's available, to do this, just visit alanandaj.com slash video If you give us your email address, you'll be among the first to know when the course is ready. And if you're not already following us on Instagram, I'd encourage you to do that. We're at Alan and AJ. And as soon as the paperback versions of the book are in stock, you'll be among the first people to know. We'll also mention on the podcast if you're listening to that as well. This week's episode was brought to you by the financial support of our patrons. If you would like to support the show, You can do that for as little as $1 an episode, and you do that by going to alanandaj.com slash support. We'll see you next week. Faith, life, communication, tacos and video games, paleo donuts and the kindness of God, the things we deal with every day, from Franklin, Tennessee. They are just like you and me. Alan and AJ. Keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. Sharing their life experiences. Keeping up with the Joneses. Keeping up with the Joneses. They talk about faith in God. And everything under the sun. If you are a human being There's something here for everyone